back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phila Gonzalez, and this week I want to talk uh, this week just a little bit about what I have deemed the Great Great Honey Saga. The Great Great Honey Saga begins is four episodes of the ABC television series that comprise a mini arc throughout both seasons of the show. Uh, I don't think that they were intentionally constructed this way, even though the final one does call back to the first couple of ones. So I guess maybe it was constructed that way. But there's a few special things about these episodes that I wanted to talk about. First of all, uh, what what are they about? Well, the first one is the Wild Wild Honey, and it's based. Uh, loosely on the, like, there was a short, really short, like, collectible book called The Wild Wild Honey, where Papa's trying to get wild, wild honey from a honey tree that's very closely guarded by the bees. And that episode premiered in, on November 2nd, 1985. It was written by Stan and Jan Berenstain. And it's just about Papa trying to steal honey from uh, Queen Nectar and her bees. Queen Nectar in the cartoon was an actual character voiced uh, like Mae West. So uh, you had this uh, sort of, like, she... Um, she had this sort of sexy voice, and she was always she was kind of into Papa. You thought she was kind of like she thought he was kind of you know a little bit of a, an attractive bear, but she also hated him because he was always trying to steal her honey. And she was a legit queen bee. She wore a crown and everything. And that was uh, so that was from November. It was that episode was written by Stan and Jan Berenstain. You may not know this, but Stan and Jan actually wrote the teleplays for many of the episodes of the original cartoon series. In fact, in the first season, they wrote about half of them, uh, at least half of them. And the episodes, of course, were like 10 minutes long each. Many of them were based on pre-existing books, but some of them weren't. And uh, they kind of got to cut loose a little bit with their teleplays, and especially uh, the ones involving other characters and other animals. So The Wild Wild Honey is the first part of this, but then the second part of it, comes along, and it's still in the first season, it comes along uh, November uh, 22nd, actually this might be, nope, this is, uh, yes, the second episode comes along later in that season, let me just pull it up, and it's called The Dancing Bees, and it is from May uh, 20th of 1986, it's episode 24, again, 24 meaning it was the 24th segment, but there are two segments per episode. So uh, what makes this special, though, in fact, what makes the entire Wild Wild Honey saga special is that two of the episodes were written by Stan and Jan Berenstain, but the other two episodes were written by a, tele- at the time, a television, okay. they were written by a woman who at the time was a television teleplay writer. She was a, a writer for uh, animated cartoons on Saturday morning, but she had previously been a children's book author and the founder of a children's theater company uh, in California. And her name, and she would go on to be one of the most celebrated screenwriters in Hollywood, pretty much worldwide, writing, having written the screenplays to some of the most successful films ever made. I am speaking, of course, of the amazingly talented uh, Linda Wolverton, who many people know for her for her writing for uh, Disney, uh, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Uh, she did pre-production on Aladdin. She co-wrote the screenplay to The Lion King. She wrote the book to the Broadway musical of Beauty and the Beast. She did stuff for Mulan. She did stuff for the stage musical of Aida. Uh, she did Alice, the Alice in Wonderland screenplay for Tim Burton. She wrote Maleficent. And she, I, I believe she did work on the... Uh, on the Beauty and the Beast remake. She wrote the book to the Broadway musical Lestat. She's done stuff for National Geographic. She is endlessly inventive and an incredible writer. She can she can 
produce an amazingly human screenplay considering the kind of stuff that she works with uh, not all of the movies that she's written are amazing not all of them are good but that's never to me a knock on her screenwriting abilities she comes in frequently to projects that already have a vision behind them and then she writes a serviceable screenplay a workable screenplay for them but linda wolverton uh, just for those of you who don't know she uh was born in 1952 in december in long beach california she was an actor as a child she had a rough childhood but uh, she got her master's degree and formed a children's theater company. And she coached children how to act. She began working for CBS as a secretary and worked her way up uh, through writing uh, novels, her own novels. She wrote a young adult book, Starwind, a young adult book, Running Before the Wind, published by Houghton Mifflin, and got a job working in animated television. She wrote for Star Wars Ewoks, Dennis the Menace, The Real Ghostbusters, The Berenstain Bears, My Little Pony, Chippendales Rescue Rangers. And the story goes that uh, her agent didn't want her to try to get a job at Disney, even though she really wanted to write for children's film. So she dropped off a copy of Running Before the Wind with a secretary, said, give it to somebody to read. And the next thing she knew, she got a call from Jeffrey Katzenberg and was working on Beauty and the Beast based on her on her writing, just based solely on her, on her talents, her experience as a television writer and her abilities as a as a writer for Children and young adults, as Disney was trying to expand their 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 market into slightly more mature, less kiddie fair, and Beauty and the Beast, I would say, did that with a plum. And so it's amazing. Uh, obviously, she was working on a lot of Saturday morning shows. She wrote quite a few screenplays, I think six or seven for the Berenstain Bears. But the fact that she and the Berenstains split the duties on what I consider the the Wild Wild Honey Saga. Uh, just it, it makes me happy. I like the fact that Linda Wolverton is right there with the Berenstains riding on the Wild Wild Honey Saga. Her first episode was called The Berenstain Bears and the Dancing Bees. And this is a, a, a great episode because it involves Raffish Ralph Ripoff, one of my favorite characters. Uh, Papa is obsessed. So in, in the Wild Wild Honey episode, he's got this wild honey, a wild, wild honey. And it's very much like the sobbing women, those sobbing, sobbing women. I don't know if that's intentional. It might be. I don't know. Uh, so in the first one, Papa like, tries to steal the honey. He comes up with all these schemes and he just gets stung in the butt. That's kind of the way it always ends. He gets stung in the butt. Mama has to pick stingers out of his butt. So in the dancing bees, Raffish Ralph sees that Papa wants that honey, wants that wah wah honey. And so he gets a book uh, called Secret of the Dancing Bees, sells it to Papa, and convinces him that there is bee dancing that Papa can do to get them to give him their honey. And the cubs are like, you're being swindled, Papa. There's no such thing as bee dancing. We'll prove it to you. They go to Actual Factual, who's like, well, actually, there are bee dances. And they get to watch this hilarious short film about bees that's narrated by this incredibly boring bear, which I find I find very amusing, this sort of like parody of children's educational films they throw in i give that to linda wolverton just throwing in this this little like for kids watching they'll be like yeah that's what a children an educational film is like it's very dry it's very stuffy but they learn that of course there are bee dances so they they see papa he's literally dressed as a bee in a bee costume dancing for the bees queen nectar is so amused though by papa's efforts and the fact that he's trying so hard and giving her such a laugh that she actually lets papa get close enough to taste that wild wild honey and it's the first time a bear has actually gotten their hands on any wild, wild honey. So Ralph sees this happening and is like, well, then I'm going to do it too. He throws on a bee costume because he's going to steal the honey and make money off of it. But the bees are – it's a great ending because uh, uh, Queen Nectar is like, look, the first time it's funny. The second time it's just aggravating. Go sting the heck out of Ralph. And so Ralph runs off to his houseboat getting stung by bees. It's wonderful because we get to see Ralph's houseboat, which I love. We get to see him with the Swindler's Gazette, which I love. We don't get to see his parrot – 
But we get a lot of Ralph in it. And you know you know me. You know I love Ralph. So we get the second. That's the second part of the Wild Wild Honey uh, saga. The third part is called Ring the Bell. And it's written by Stan and Jan Berenstain. And in this one, there's the big, uh, like the big county fair is coming up. And all the bears are going to enter their things. Sister's going to uh, uh, collect leaves. I don't remember what brother's doing. Uh, Mom is entering in it. And Pop is entering uh, his six flavor honey, which is an old family recipe. And he gets it into his head that the best way to make six flavor honey is to make wild, wild honey one of the ingredients. Now, on the same thing, Brother Bear and Sister Bear run into Two Tall Grizzly in the woods while they're out collecting leaves for Sister's project. And Two Tall in the animated series in the 1985 ABC version is absolutely nothing like Two Tall from the books. He looks nothing like him. He is tall and lanky. He is not wearing the the like old like like tough guy shirt. He is wearing just a t-shirt. He's wearing a ball cap. And he's he, he he's more like hey 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 caps he's 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 kind of a, a creep, uh, not so much a tough guy but just like a, a like just a jerk. And he challenge he tells him that he tells his brother that his papa two ton is entering the strongest bear competition. And brother gets in an argument and says my papa is too and he's going to beat your papa. So what happens is papa actually ends up stealing some honey and using it in his recipe. And the queen finds out about it. Queen Nectar finds out about it and sends her her guard to go attack Papa and get the honey back. Uh, Meanwhile, Papa is being challenged by two-ton to win the strongest bear competition, which is just like the hammer, like the weight, test your strength thing, like the bang and and the bell goes up. And so all the bears win their entries. Papa even wins his six-flavor honey. And just as he's about to swing the hammer, uh, and he already knows that he can't do it because he's not as strong as two-ton, the bees catch up with him, and they sting his butt, and he slams the hammer down. And he wins the competition. So it's just it's a nice little Papa Bear entry. We get some too tall. We get two ton. Uh, we get some more fun stuff with the bees. And that's the third part. Now the fourth part, the Great Honey Pipeline. Uh, oh, this is from November uh, 1986. So about a year after the saga first began, um, brother and sister are fed up. Papa has the. They're down in Papa's cellar, which has his honey collection. It's just all these jars of different kinds of honey. And the only honey he hasn't gotten in his collection is the wild, wild honey. He's the only bear who's ever tasted it, as he says, even though in the contest other bears did get to taste it so because he, he won it. But they're sort of like brushing over that and just saying like he's the only bear who's ever tasted it. Brother and sister are fed up. Every time Papa goes out to get wild, wild honey, they have to pack a first aid kit. This is true. They pack up a first aid kit because he's going to get stung by bees. He's going to get stingers in his butt. They're going to have to pull stingers out of their father's butt. So they're like, Papa, we're sick of this. You don't need the wild, wild honey. It's ruining you. It's ruining us. Please give up your quest for wild, wild honey. And Papa is humbled by this. And he's like, you know what? You're right. I'm not going to go after wild, wild honey anymore. I'm swearing it off. So the cubs actually go to the queen. And they're like, Papa's sworn off wild, wild honey. He's not going to come after it anymore. And the queen's like, I'll believe it when I see it. (laughs) Meanwhile, a pipeline is being dug in bear country for natural gas. And people are very excited about it. It's going to be new fuel for the natural gas. And Papa goes to visit the the workers. He's like, if you need any help, I know how to dig a hole. And they're like, thanks, but no thanks. But we have all this extra piping on the ground if you want it. There's just extra lengths of pipe that we don't need. And Papa's like, oh, sure, I'll take your extra lengths of pipe. What ends up happening is the bees notice their honey level is going down, which they use as like a dipstick in the ground because they store their honey underground, which I find very amusing. So the bees and the bees call together the the woodland creatures to help them figure out what's wrong with the honey. And it's it's, uh, one of the rabbits that we've met before. It's the neighborly skunk, who you may remember from the Berenstain Bears and the neighborly skunk. He's still around. He's not living next door anymore, but he's out in the woods. He's found a nice place. And uh, they figure out, 
They need to call the bear detective. So we get brother and sister and Fred, no Lizzie, and their dog Snuff, who snuffs the ground, finds out that the pipeline, the, the honey, is being tapped into by a length of pipe that's being fed into the natural gas pipeline is being stolen by somebody. So they use their detective skills, sniff it out, find out it's Papa Q Bear. He has gone back on his word. He is stealing honey from the pipeline. They don't know what to do because they can they can call Papa out on it, but they're not they need a way to get their honey back. So they call in an engineer, a beaver, who is like, hey, I know how to get your honey back. You bees need to go into your honey chamber and flap your wings as much as you can and create a vacuum. The vacuum will pull the honey up out of the pipeline and back into your coffers. They do it, the honey returns, and they're like, well, now we can go get Papa Q Bear. And they're like, no, we have to really get Papa Q Bear. We've got to make it so that he never steals honey again. And this is how the saga ends. The neighborly skunk sprays his spray into the pipeline. The bees fan their wings, push it through the pipeline. When Papa goes to get his honey, he is sprayed by mass quantities of skunk poison. He's not allowed back in the house that night. He has to sleep outside until the smell dissipates. And that is the end of the Honey Saga. That episode was written by Linda Wolverton. It uh, was not her final episode. She has a couple more episodes uh, in that. But that is the Berenstain Bears Wild, wild honey saga. It's in four parts. You can find each part on the Berenstain Bears uh, YouTube page. Just go to Berenstain Bears. It's on their official YouTube page. All these episodes are on there. Uh, Again, those episodes are the wild, wild honey, uh, the dancing bees, ring the bell, and the great honey pipeline. Written by Stan and Jan Berenstain and Linda Wolverton. You're going to notice that the animation uh, comes and goes. Some of it's really good. Some of it's really questionable. But again, remember that Stan and Jan Berenstain had a hand in the Saturday morning TV show. It was kind of their baby. They did a lot of work on it. So even though the quality isn't like always the highest quality, it still leaps and bounds above what a lot of animation studios were putting out for Saturday morning at the time, uh, particularly uh, Hanna-Barbera at the time. Uh, but this is Hanna-Barbera really working hard to create a quality product. And these four episodes are really good. They're very funny. They've got a lot of characters. you got Raffish Ralph. You've got the bees. You've got the bear detectives. you got the return of the neighborly skunk. The only ones, you, you don't get the weasels. You don't get like a... You don't get a big paw, but you've got a lot of bear. You see a lot of bear town at the fair. You get too tall, you get too ton. Uh, So check it out. Go to YouTube. Go to the Berenstain Bears YouTube page. Check out the Wild Wild Honey Saga. Uh, Let me know what you think. If you listen to it, if you watch it, if you listen to this episode, go ahead and let me know. Uh, I am always here, always willing to listen to what you have to say. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I appreciate everybody. I appreciate everyone's support. It is 2023, a whole new year. We've got more Berenstain Bear stuff to cover. So stick around, because I'm certainly not going anywhere. And I'll see you all next time, deep in bear country. <laughs>